Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hi guys, it's Paul. Welcome back to my channel, or if you're here for the first time, welcome. Uh, please be sure to like and subscribe. I would really appreciate that. Um, again, my name is Paul, and uh, back here behind me, uh, my co-host Timon. Uh, say hello, Timon. He's sleepy. Uh, if you're just listening to the audio, uh, you're going to have to take my word for it. Uh, Timon is back behind me. Anyway, uh, thanks again for watching. Um, today I want to talk about a Stephen King book, not a newer book. Again, I'm fairly new to Stephen King, so I've got a lot of catching up to do. But just finished. Now, I'm still, if you're following the channel, I'm still reading The Stand. Uh, so that's still ongoing. But I did on the side, uh, some had in my car, but my car reading was The Colorado Kid by Stephen King. Uh, this is one of his hard case crime novels, and really um, a fairly quick read, 180 pages or so. Uh, this one has uh, an excerpt from Joyland as well, which I haven't read that yet. And a really nice afterword by Stephen King kind of explaining... Uh, his thought process, if you will, behind the book. And uh, this is an illustrated edition. Also has some really neat uh, pencil drawings uh, depicting some of the scenes from the book. So, what is The Colorado Kid about if you haven't read it? Well, this is, if you're... If you haven't read it and you're used to Stephen King and some of the, the supernatural, the horror elements of Stephen King, this is not it. Uh, this is truly a mystery case, a crime case, where we have basically the entire book plays out as a conversation between uh, our, I guess you can call her a main character, three main characters, Stephanie, who is a young journalist who is... Uh, kind of being mentored by two older journalists, Vince and Dave. And so they began to tell her about the story of the Colorado kid and a case that is truly a mystery to them. And so they work through uh, throughout the book and they're trying to help her ask the right questions to see if she can figure out the mystery of the Colorado kid. So what is the story of the Colorado kid? What's the mystery? Well, it turns out that uh, this is several years before uh, the book takes place, but a man is found dead on a beach in Maine. And, of course, they, the, the question is, how did he die? And initially, it looks like a simple accident or a suicide, and it's dismissed. 
But these journalists begin to think that there's maybe a little more that needs to be explored and investigated. And so they do that. And, and they try to follow all the leads and uh, they trace him back. He's actually from Colorado, thus the Colorado kid. Uh, he's married and has a child in Colorado. And so the mystery becomes, why does a man from Colorado who was seen at his job in Colorado late morning on a Wednesday suddenly appear dead on a beach in Maine later that day. And so they try to follow all the little clues and they help Stephanie wrestle through what kind of questions she should be asking, uh, kind of helping her uh, tune her journalistic skills. And so they, uh, there, there are some points and it takes a little bit to get used to with the conversation style of the story where the, the two older men, Vince and Dave, uh, instead of, straight out answering a lot of her questions. They simply kind of uh, encourage her to think through and ask different questions. And, and so at first it's kind of frustrating, but then you remind yourself that they're trying to train her uh, to become a better journalist. And so it, it makes sense why they're doing what they're doing. And so the entire book is just a conversation between these three uh, as they walk her through and help her walk through uh, some of the unanswered questions of the mystery of the Colorado kid. So I won't go much farther than that in terms of what is behind this mystery and what's behind uh, the death of this man or why he ended up dead on that beach. And with that comes the big question of, is this a good book or not? And I think in a lot of ways, it's going to come down to, because it, again, uh, a f really easy read. You could probably read this in one set, sitting, maybe two. Um, it took me uh, several days just because I would just, I was primarily reading the stand, uh, but would just read this when my brain needed a little bit of a break from the stand. Um, so fairly easy read, uh, enjoyable read, uh, really enjoy these uh, the three main characters. Whether or not you like the book, I think it's going to come down to where you sit on the ending of the book and how the book ends and how things get resolved. Uh, that's probably going to make or break whether or not you like the book or not. And Stephen King acknowledges that uh, in the afterword. He says this is probably going to be a book that people either love or hate. And for me personally, I loved it. Uh, it was fun. Uh, it was easy. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, for the Hard Case Crime series with Stephen King, uh, that comes in the same series as Later by Stephen King. And so, uh, for comparison's sake, uh, how do these two stack up? Both of them, for me, were five-star reads. Obviously, I'm maybe tipping my cap that uh, so far I'm just loving everything of Stephen King's that I'm reading. So when it comes to these two books, I would say... While they're both five-star for me, uh, I would say later I enjoyed more. I, I, I like the action and the story of later a little bit more. Uh, I also like the fact that there's uh, kind of the, the classic Stephen King uh, horror, uh, paranormal-ish uh, type element to it, where this is just uh, straight-up uh, mystery crime 
drama. So again, both of these books were five stars for me. Uh, I would say Later by uh, Stephen King was a little bit better than The Colorado Kid, but still thoroughly enjoyed Colorado Kid. Uh, if you... I would say this might be, if you're not big into horror, this might be a decent place for you to start with Stephen King. Uh, because again, Stephen King gets a lot of... I don't want to say he gets a reputation as horror, because that's his thing. He's the king of horror. Uh, but we kind of forget some of the, the non-horror stories that he can tell. Uh, the movie Stand By Me, uh, based on the book The Body by Stephen King, and uh, Shawshank Redemption. So we get a lot of these uh, great works of Stephen King that sometimes we overlook. And so if you're not into horror, uh, and just like a good crime mystery, I would really encourage you to pick this up. Uh, there's nothing of... Uh, the horror or paranormal or gory that sometimes you associate with Stephen King. So this would be a pretty decent read, I think, uh, to get a feel for Stephen King and his ability to develop characters and set uh, a scene and uh, develop a plot. So uh, thoroughly enjoyed this one and uh, look forward to eventually reading Joyland, uh, which is quite a ways down uh, on my TBR. don't even have a copy of it yet, so that's quite a ways away. So... With the Colorado Kid down, and I'm past the halfway point now of the stand, and so that will be uh, a review for that will be coming up eventually. Other than that, uh, I think uh, last week I talked about reading a Dune book, and I think I'm going to go Dune Messiah uh, as my next read. Uh, I really want to dive into another Stephen King. I'm forcing myself. Uh, to branch away from that for a book, which, I, I mean, Dune is probably my favorite book, so it should make sense that I'd be eager to read Dune Messiah. I've just been so caught up in uh, the Stephen King universe, but reading my way through the stand uh, over halfway through and going to be picking up uh, Dune Messiah here in the next few days to read through that. So that's where I'm at, and again, uh, Colorado Kid by Stephen King, I uh, really encourage you. Uh, really enjoyed this book. Very easy read. Uh, quick read. Uh, great little story. Fun little read. Uh, none of the, the typical Stephen King type plot points. So if that's intriguing to you at all, I would encourage you to pick this up. I think you'll enjoy it. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for watching. Again, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, share it with a friend. And let me know your thoughts down below. If you read The Colorado Kid, uh, what you thought of it. Uh, if you also read later. Uh, how would you compare the two? Which one did you like better? Uh, again, I'd love to interact with you more down in the comments. So thank you so much for watching and we'll catch you back here next time. Have a great day. All right, back in the Ohio. I'm here with Paul and Joe. Uh, you know, we mostly do a Steelers podcast, but hey, we like making fun of things. And, you know, um, we released earlier this week our Steelers draft review it was a long one because lots to talk about in the draft, but I like talking about goofy stories with these guys. I had so much fun uh, talking about um, the gender reveal party. It ended up in lots of explosions. We'll still review stuff. I mean, if there's something you guys want to review or our listeners, hey, send some ideas. We're open to it. But when we don't have time to review a big, long thing like we did this week because we're a Steelers show, I pick a goofy story, and man, I think I got a good one for you guys. I'm excited. Hopefully, you guys are excited about this too. Um, Gettysburg, and you know, I've been there as a kid. 
Honestly, a big, oh yeah, big war, civil war. You guys may have heard about that. Yeah. Um, you know, climax bell in Gaysburg. Um, it's a big deal you know, at the time. The Civil War. <laughs> the, the Union wins. Uh, now, now let, let's be upfront. These guys are all from Ohio, so they qualify for Ohio Wind Network. But you know, Joe sitting in a Mississippi home. Paul's in Pennsylvania. Uh, Joe, are, are we still upset? And I'm not saying we as in you, but are, how's you know Mississippi was part of the South? Or are, are they still holding out? Are they so concerned about the Civil War? Well, I mean, it's not everybody, you know. It's we're, we're not a monolith like anywhere, you know. There, right. there are outliers all over the place. But yeah, when we finally, just a few years ago, what well, years ago? Wasn't it just last year? Uh, finally, got rid of the flag, the state flag that had the uh, the rebel battle flag on it. Uh, so we finally gotten rid of that. But when that was happening, there were people who were voting to keep it. Right. It was not a slam dunk. It was, okay. <laughs> there, there was still plenty of discussion, and there are a number, number of people who still want to say that the new flag is not not my flag. I'm not saying it's not my flag. It was not the design that I chose. But <laughs> well, yeah, I bring, and you're like... Why, why are you bugging, you know, Joe about Civil War? Well, here's what happened. Uh, this happened, I'm trying to get the exact day here, Friday, actually. Uh, there was a police call at Gaysburg. And, hey, you know, stuff happens at Gaysburg like anything else. But there's a guy, I'm, I'm tr- very kind of a complex story. Um, you know, a first responder, um, he's a Barlow volunteer fire chief. Fire Department Assistant Chief Joe Robinson, and he was called to Gaysburg for a rescue of entrapment. So he gets to the vehicle, and there's a vehicle with a tree on it. So apparently wind blew a tree down, which happens. And they're like, man, you know, is the guy entrapped inside the car? They didn't see anybody in the car. So, wow, what's going on? Nearby, there's a porter potty. And, you know... The tree also, uh, maybe it was another tree, fell in the porta potty, and the man was trapped behind the fallen tree. And you might sit there going, okay, this it's an incident. It happened in Pennsylvania. Why are we talking about this? It's all good. Well, Civil War. <laughs> you know, Gaysburg. Because of the Civil War. <laughs> right, because, well, I, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, this, this fire chief who, who's volunteered for 30 years, bless his heart, he says, I've never seen anything like this before. So, you know, I'm sure these guys who fought in the Civil War, they're probably sitting up there wherever they reside tonight, you know, heaven, hell, or whatever they might be. And they're probably sitting there going, we fought in this war. What are these people? They made our war ground into a tourist trap. You know, this poor guy, you know, is, is tramping on our fields because he's trying to go look at the war zone. This is where we fought hard and everything. And now they're selling it. They're probably selling, what, $5 passes to go go through Gaysburg. So apparently somebody, and again, I'm not saying from hell you can summon a tree or whatever. Somebody is summoning something to knock this guy down. So this is, this is vengeance from somebody saying, 
you know, stop trampling on our hollowed war ground. We're beating each other up. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm like I, trying to read through this article again, and I'm not reading the part where there's the summoning that you seem to have <laughs> well, read. But we don't know that. Who who's the author? We don't know. You're true. It's very true. We don't know. There could be a summoning. It's, was it? It's, was it Frank Peretti? There's a well-known Christian author, Paul, that talks about the spirit world, right? Is it Frank Peretti? Frank Peretti. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who he writes these books about? Hey, look, there's there's and stuff, and yeah, there's stuff going on. Yeah, well, you know, there's little little round top. It, it, you don't have to pay to go to little round top. I, I think you okay. only have to pay to go to the museum. That's <laughs> okay. Well, they still manage to say, "Why are you trampling on our our ground?" I, I guess mean, that's you know, true. It's it true. should be set apart. So either yeah. it's somebody. It's some so are they more upset? Do you think by the trampling around or the setting up of porta potties? Which is more That's upsetting. another true thing, too. Because I bet you, back in Civil War time, let's not get gross here, but if they had to use the pie... Oh, I think did, we're going there. We're going we're, there. Right. <laughs> There's no porta potties in the Civil War. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm fighting no. the Civil War and I have to, you know, relieve myself, I'm not like, hey, guys, wait! And you run down to the porta potty, do your business, and come back out. I mean, sure. you you had yeah. to do what you needed. And there's to a do. company move, moving those porta potties just down right. as, as as the as the armies advance. No, yeah, they're so, not doing that. And right now, this this dumb well, I, I hate calling big dumb. This this tourist or this guy who's just driving through this area says, "Hey, I gotta you know relieve myself." And he's using a porta potty when back in Civil War, you know, Agnes or whoever the guys who was fighting during the time, because they all had older names. They weren't named Mike or Bob or John. They were like Bartholomew or, you know, some of these old, old school names. You know, they didn't have access to porta potty. You're right. So mm -hmm. either, you know, somebody, some dead person summoned something or, you know, like Frank Peretti, there's, there's, there's things battling. Maybe it was an angel or a demon or, or whoever. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not casting blame. And, and you know, Joe, these things happen. They're not read in the paper. We're not, we're not interviewing angels or demons as part of these stories. I mean, we're just interviewing. Not yet. Not the, yet. I, right. I would suggest that maybe we should, because we would be able to get to the bottom of a story like this if we were interviewing the angels and demons who clearly were interfering. Look, the guy like went into a porta potty in high winds. Mm -hmm. I, that's not a that's not a shelter. I don't. That's not wise. <laughs> so a tree fell down on him while he was in the porta potty. Now, what the article does not relay at all. They only really talk about the uh, the officer who came to uh, the assistant chief Joe Robinson, who came to like help rescue the person who was trapped. They don't mention the poor fool who actually was in a porta potty during high winds. It's not a place I'd want to be. That's not where I would hide. But I don't know if he really was desperate to relieve himself or whatever was happening. But the tree came down on the porta potty and he had to be rescued by they had to they had to chop out part of the tree and use the like jaws of life or whatever to cut apart the port. They basically rescued him from the thing like it was rescuing him from a car. 
the York Daily Record is with Gannett, which is actually my company. So I, I got to proceed carefully when I say this. But here's the, here's the issue. Are you going to crab at them for not interviewing Angels and Demons? No, I, I, I'm <laughs> going to say I, I'm blaming this guy because you could be critical of the media and say, why didn't they interview the poor guy stuck in the porter potty? Well, the guy oh, that guy doesn't out. want to be interviewed. I right, guarantee right. Well, that guy you. ran off. Come forward, guy. Instant, you know, face instantly. the media. Face the no. press. Face oh, the press conference. Never. Yeah, never. You, you, no. you, you've got to get out there and say your piece. Come out for a discussion. You, you get had 15 a, minutes of fame. You are not burning it on being that guy who got trapped in a porta potty. We had a story we discussed our morning <laughs> podcast, which I desperately was trying to save for you guys, but we had to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Urban Meyer sold his house. Uh, he's in the Dublin area, you know, um, very nice area around Columbus. He sold his house because obviously he's taking a job as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. Craziest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. This couple buys his house. Very nice house. It's right off the 7th Green of or the seven fairway of Murfield Golf Tur Village Golf, where okay. they have the big golf tournaments on CBS every year. Jack Nicholas designed the course. Jack lives, he has a house somewhere on the course. So, very nice home that Urban Meyer buys. So, this couple buys it. Okay, hey, they have the right to, they can do that. This sure. couple moved from the Luke Fickle, was the former coach of Ohio State. This couple previously bought Luke Fickle's house when he was a coach at Ohio State, to buy Urban Meyer's house. So there is a couple out in Columbus who who is who is going from coach to coach buying their houses. It's the craziest thing I've heard in my entire life. They, they actually mentioned team. them in the story because it's a public record. You know, you have to say that where it's not necessarily right. a public record. But I would say the same thing as this guy who got stuck in the porta potty. We need to talk to them. The guy, the couple declined interviews to Columbus Dispatch. You are the most fascinating people in the entire world right now. Come on, the Ohioan, uh, you know, <laughs> get the Paul and Joe treatment. We will talk to you. We'll be nice. We just want to know we're, why you're. We're very nice. We're just very curious. We would like to know more about yeah, why I, you are making the choices I, that I, you I, are making. Right. My, my path has three divergent paths, and I'm not sure which one to take here. Okay. Path number one, which, which you've alluded to, is that he's trying to seek shelter from high winds. I don't mm -hmm. buy that. If I'm trying to escape winds, I mean, roll down the hill the devil's den. I, I would go there in a heartbeat to get okay. shelter from wind. And that, and that makes option sense. Option number two. Option number two is this guy's in red alert zone. Okay, that's yeah. the only acceptable reason to go into a porta potty. And at that Ooh. case, I feel bad for the guy. Option yeah. three, he's just someone who doesn't mind using a porta potty, at which case, oh, I think you he get needs help. Get, yeah. Yes, uh, I think God is saying to him, do not use this unless absolutely necessary. So yeah. th those are my three divergent so paths. So it's a kind of. You see, what you're saying is that the Lord is using some kind of uh, uh, aversion therapy. By him going into a porta potty and it getting knocked clean over on its side and trapped underneath a tree. Now, so I'm looking at this thing. It look it looks to me like it tipped over, and that's a bad enough experience right there. That's oh. something anybody oh, wants yeah. to be a part of. So he's covered. I don't, it. 
I don't think it's just, I don't know. I can't quite tell. I don't think it just got crushed from the top. Right. You know, I, I, it seems to me like it got knocked over. And that's a whole nother ball of wax well, right there. There could be I, no I wind at all. And I'm afraid a porta potty would get knocked over while I'm in it. I mean, that's just, it, it I, I can't imagine anything be, worse happening. Well, it does it, appear to be a standalone. Like it doesn't, it's not like when you go to a concert, uh, like an outdoor festival or something, and there's a whole row of them, you know, I don't think it's like that. It yeah. does appear to be a standalone. Well, the two thoughts I have, and, and you know, let's gingerly walk around this because I, I, I want to be very light. Which is what the officer yeah. said when he got onto the scene. Well, let's we're, gingerly we're, walk around. Right. Well, let's say he's covered in crap. I think that's a nice way of saying it. We can make it 500 times <laughs> this, worse. This but, might uh, be why he wasn't interviewed. Yeah, yeah. He, he's covered in crap and stuff. Um, here's the other thing. And, you know, our, our mothers would tell us, you know, hey, wear clean underwear. You never know what might happen. What, what do you do in that situation? Your underwear's not clean anymore. Yes. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> Nothing's clean at that point. There's yeah, not a thing on you that's clean. Yes. So, yeah. So so maybe that's your saying back. I mean, I, I don't think our mothers are coming to saying wear clean underwear. But, we, you know, if your mothers are still around, go to your mom and say, hey, what if I fell in what if I got crushed in my porta potty and wouldn't matter then if I wore clean underwear or not. So take that mom. Uh, I, I was actually visiting my mom today. Next time I see her, I'll have to call her and say, Hey, so what was I, I supposed to do mom, if yeah. I got trapped in a porta potty that was crushed by a tree? What was I supposed to have done? Probably my mom was alive party. still. She would say, Paul, the point is you shouldn't have gone in the porta potty. <laughs> yes. That's gone true. In the porta potty. Yeah, That's was, why you go before we get in the car. Yes. <laughs> what is act of God situations? And <laughs> you know, the other thought I had, and I, I was actually at Gettysburg. Oh, man, I must have been five or six. I don't remember much about that trip. I remember my dad saying, hey, we're at Gettysburg. But I knew there was a war, but I didn't know anything about war at the time. I mean, it could have been a... You know, a toy truck war. Yeah, I did, like I know it, it was a carnage. Like I, I wasn't a fan of history at five or six, but I'm a big history guy now. So if if we go, if we ever take our podcast to the road and podcast with Gaysburg, what I thought that would be if we did that. But if we ever did that, it would be interesting. Um, I'm such a fan of history that if a big storm came, I got to tell you that would freak me out. You know what I'm saying? And um, <laughs> because wait, 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 it, because you're a history buff, you'd freak out if a storm came through. Well, I knocked my earphones out, so let me collect my thoughts here for a second. Sorry, I knocked my earphones on my head, and I I think I blanked out for a second. No, what I'm saying is okay. <laughs> a big storm is coming. Yeah, let me recollect. Uh, gotcha. I think okay, I, so we're, we're out I, there I and a big storm is coming. I, I had a stroke for five seconds. Let me see if I'm back or not. <laughs> if not, call the cops. Not not the cops. But call 911. I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. No, what I'm saying is, okay, big storm happened. That's why the trees fell over and everything else. So if I'm visiting Gaysburg as an adult, especially one that's a big fan of history and everything, you got to think, even if it was a 90-degree day and Sunday, you're like, man bunch of serious stuff happened there. And, and you, you get thinking, you get, you know, you say, man, I wonder what happened in this patch of, 
ground. And I'm sure there's signs there saying, hey, here's where, you know, the union advanced or something. And you're thinking about that. What would you think if a storm came up at that time? That would have to freak you out because can you imagine being there alone? You're walking these grounds, a lot of memories, a lot of thoughts about what these guys are going through. And if a big storm came, I, I know, I'd be a little freaked out. Would you guys? Hey, what what about it freaks you out more than just being in your backyard in a storm? Well, I'm thinking that somebody's summoning something, either an angel or a demon or somebody. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is this guy should have known that something was happening when a storm came. I mean, don't just sit there and say, oh, I got to run to the porter potty. Go back to your car, drive. Drive out of Gaysburg, drive out of PA, get out. Just go out. Don't say, hey, maybe well, if I go to the porter potty, it'd be all right. If he's at Little Round Top and he's the only one, that should have been the clue. Hmm, something's going on. Yeah. Well, it's COVID. Who knows? Maybe not as many people are visiting there, but <laughs> yeah, um, everything's thrown off because of COVID. Like now, I'm used to like driving somewhere at a certain time of day or whatever, and like there's nobody here. Like I'm driving by myself, and uh, that's that was unusual before, but now it's it's much more common for something like to happen. I don't know. I don't know. When I'm yeah, choosing to go a, to something like Gettysburg or whatever, I'm usually watching the weather apps pretty closely before I go. <laughs> you know, right. I don't. I'm not a big fan of getting caught out in storms. I'm. I, I'm probably not going to run into a porta potty, mind you. But like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't care for that so much. So I would have been watching that all day. So I would have known stuff was coming. Yeah, of, of all I the know, areas. At Little Round Top, all the areas you can go for shelter, porta potties last on my list of options. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's another thought. Now, again, the guy's covered in crap. He doesn't want to get interviewed. He doesn't want to release his name. He's no. probably telling the police, black no. my name out of the police report. I don't know? have a name. Yeah, I'm I don't a have a name. No name. But hey, we live in a litigious <laughs> society. I don't believe that you should sue everybody. But just think about this. Tough day. The guy covered in crap, embarrassed. He's probably afraid that maybe one of us reporters are going to figure out who he is and we're going to knock on his door. So he's embarrassed. So who's he going to sue? He can't sue the weather. He can't sue an angel. He can't sue Frank can. Peretti for writing these books or anything. So who's not trying hard sue? enough? I would sue every single one of those. Absolutely. Well, well, Especially Frank Peretti. Well, let's investigate. <laughs> Who's bitter over the Civil War? And I'm talking people at the Civil oh, War. Oh, man. Well, th think about <laughs> this. Robert E. Lee, who was the Confederate General of that time. Think about this. He lost. You lose, yes, you're bitter. You know, yeah. Hey, we're bitter after the Steelers. Are you lost. saying that General Robert E. Lee caused this man to be covered in waste products you because he visited... Is that, Here, is that what you're saying? If, if I flew into a porta potty, said porta potty gets knocked over and a tree falls on me, and I'm covered in poo, I'm suing myself. I'm suing Robert. You should. I think you I should mean, sue dead? yourself. The problem is, is that he's probably going to try to sue the, the porta potty um, company. No, I'm suing Robert like Lee. That. And yeah, you can't you're sue, sue Robert E. I think he's dead, right? He's uh, no longer with us. It was 150 years ago. Yes, he's dead. 
I, I gotta look up Celebrity Death Track and see if he's dead or not. But let's assume Robert E. Lee is dead by now. So, okay, we can't sue an angel. We can't sue a demon. It's gonna be a weird Law and Order episode. So let's sue his estate. Let's sue Robert E. Lee's estate. Now I feel bad. I'm sure there's some nice people. Are you some sure relatives. he has one? Coming well, through I, reconstruction, does he even have an estate? Does he have a family well, that would have money? That'd be some relatives. There's somebody out there that's like the uh, his great nephew or you know cousin for ten times removed. Okay, you know, I Robert Lee Lee may have had enough to do with but we got to somebody. It has right? to be that has to be a difficult case to make to prove that a cousin seven times removed is responsible <laughs> for the porta well, potty that I hid in. When a right. storm was coming, well, we're not at Gettysburg. We're not taking him to jail. I mean, this isn't going to be a felony. He's oh no, I doubt it. We're yeah. not we're not executing the relative Robert Leo about over this. But we're saying, look, there's a penalty that's got to be paid, and we're not taking all his money. We just got to make sure he understands what's up. You know, <laughs> I'm just trying yeah. to imagine where you go to find a lawyer that sleazy. Oh. To agree to take that case, I don't even know where you would go. Every, like all of the people that every you call on TV or whatever, every porta potty has a number. Yeah. Every porta potty has on its door an assumed statement saying, "You assume your own risk entering into this capsule." No, and, and, it's on you. Well, and you know, I don't it mean is to be not gross. the family of Robert E. Lee's fault. I don't mean to be gross, but you know. Think back to your junior high. Like, you know, people write weird messages where they say, for a good time, call this person. I, let's don't look at those messages. But I'm sure there's other messages saying, hey, if something weird happens, call Jackie Childs, you know, from Seinfeld or, or some other lawyer. So you've got Bob lawyers. Law. Yeah, you've got lawyers on the wall. You're ready to call. So. Bob Lobla. No, you, you pick up the phone. You call an attorney. And he's like, tell me your story. So I went to this porta potty. Click. Get out. End of call. <laughs> so don't Never get out of my your phone. Please get out of my office. <laughs> so so that guy should What have. is that smell? Please get out of my office. So if it's oh a big storm and the guy's got drive, he's gotta do what he's gotta do. Like they had in the Civil War then, right? No. Under no what? circumstances. Um, unless you are at risk of soiling yourself, you don't go in a porta potty. Right, but, but I guess if there's a tornado bailing on you, <laughs> right. But I guess what I'm saying is, what, what if he said, because hey, I've been driving down the road. Uh, my, I don't know what the local weather is, and it looks really bad. You got to keep driving. So if I had to use the bathroom, maybe you say, hey, if something bad happens, it happens. I just got to keep going. So maybe that guy and should have learned from the Civil War, because those guys during ferocious fighting. If they had to go, they had to go. There's no porta potties. There wasn't. Hey, let's, I'm going to the woods to go potty. You know, they had to do what they had to do. They're fighting for the country and the Confederacy. So, the guy should learn from the Civil War. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Somebody needs to learn something from the Civil War. Yes, that's for certain. Yes. <laughs> At least one person needs to learn something from the Civil War. Yeah, obviously, oh, there's good lessons about slavery that we definitely need to learn. And no, there's all that you right, but second to that and is space the, rights as well. But yeah, you know, <laughs> yes, outside of all of those things, right? Also, right. this lesson about porta potties is very important. 
Very good. So, well, <laughs> I, I feel better after this. I, <laughs> I, I think we've, we've helped like society. You, it's like you visited your very own intellectual porta potty. Yes, yes. During this discussion, we've improved society. That, that's what's great about these discussions. We, you know, I, I didn't know how to feel about gender reveal parties. Now we do. Now we I, do. Yeah, um, it's too much. If it's you listen to eighty pounds of explosives, if you have the same name as somebody else, change your name, and now we realize that hey, you got to learn from. Changing. The Civil War, when you're visiting these places, because something might happen, and you know somebody's going to get mad and summon a porter potty get slammed. So do not go to the porter potty, no matter what. No matter what, just don't go at all. Oh, I remember going to music festivals with a date where I had to go and say, "Hey, I'm going to a porter potty." Thankfully, I married the woman I was on a date with because, man, oh my gosh. What would a woman say? She you stayed know, with you? boyfriend's like, hey, yeah, I'm going she to a border party. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> I, you can tell she was a keeper, but she stayed with me through that. But, wow. you know. It's only wow. up from there, man. That's <laughs> so, well, so I've guess, already seen him at his lowest point. It can't yeah. possibly get worse than this. So I tried to sell you guys on the answer of we got to sue the state of Robert E. Lee. But I guess no, you're saying the smarter lesson to that. learn is don't sue the seventh cousin of Robert E. Lee. Just don't go to porter pipes. That's probably a smarter a lesson pipe. that we need to learn. I don't care how learn. high the wind is. Do not go to the porter pipes. Yes. Don't we go to porter pipes. <laughs> it's high winds. Why would you go hide in a porter potty? That's madness. Especially a standalone one. There's not even like a row. They're not stuck together. You just that's. It's definitely going to fall over. It's ridiculous. And I don't. I was there two years ago. I don't remember where the porta potties were at Little Round Top. But can you imagine the high winds not only knocking it over but sending you tumbling down Little Round Top? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it had to be awful. Oh, and, and, and tumbling. The guy, oh man. That's... And you know they had to extract him. So I mean, he was stuck. Hopefully, the guy had his pants up. Can you imagine? You know, he's covered in filth. Is you know, is he's not. You know, he's not as – he hasn't – okay, I'm trying to be careful here, but now it's not like I'm – Save uh, your dignity and pull your pants up. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, if he's stuck, he may not be able to pull his pants off after he's in the bathroom. So, oh, what a – and I I think he should talk, okay? Yeah, he probably didn't want to talk to the York Daily Record because he was going to be embarrassed. But sell your story. There you go. Don't sue – Robert E. Lee's seventh cousin. Sell your story. What a great movie. We need better movies. We I, don't need... I pull my hat down and I walk <laughs> briskly away from the scene. And <laughs> yeah. Joe, I mean, away, you, you are a theater guy. You're looking for the next movie, the next, you know... Sure. I yeah. mean, if you can develop a movie, yeah. you're going to be rich. You're not going to have to do these podcasts anymore. You'll be a Coming uh, rich guy. It'll be great. How much? And this is the story that you think is going to be draw major interest in well, Broadway. It's like Lion King in this. Well, you're working with Steven Spielberg. You're Spielberg's assistant, and Spielberg's like, sure. "Get me the guy with junk all over him. I, I want to make yeah, a movie." No. How much are you? I want to make guy? a movie. But Spielberg uh, is not uh, calling the guy himself. He's Spielberg, so he's hiring you to call and he's saying, "So, true. how much are you paying this guy to sell the rights to the movie?" I don't know, but I hope he's paying me a lot to have to talk to this guy. 
I, oh. That's all I care about. I don't care what he's getting. I, I need to be making a lot of money if I'm going to be making this phone call. Because we don't pay people. I mean, we, our review show the other week, we had one guy from a movie say, I, I want to get paid for an interview. Right? No, we don't do paid interviews. So a lot of like media outlets like the Ohioan or the York Daily Record or other places, they're not going to pay you for the story. So I understand why the guy didn't want to go to the media, but go to the movie place, sell your, sell your story. Man, a Lifetime movie. That could be a Lifetime movie. Yeah, Spielberg probably doesn't want to touch it. But A Lifetime movie? Yeah. You really think? In <laughs> Only if it happened but... at Christmas, man. Then it's a Hallmark yeah. movie. Yes. Covered in and happened at Christmas. Christmas. Uh, <laughs> if, if he opened up a large chain bookstore next to a mom-and-pop bookstore and put this yeah. beautiful young yeah. woman out of business and uh, then yeah. they fell in love but broke up, in he went to Little Round Top, got stuck. And and then he couldn't make it to her because he and, was stuck yeah. in the porta potty that was trapped under a tree. And all Aww. these movies have to have Christmas in the title, like you know, a magical Christmas, Christmas on the prairie, or whatever. A, a porta potty Christmas. A crappy Christmas. How about that? Christmas. There's alliteration. It was crappy because yes. he's covered in filth. There you it's go. Probably crappy because he had a rough Christmas after he was covered in filth. Oh man, we we are making money. Well, not if it's itself. a not if it's a Hallmark film. Eventually, that's got to turn around. And and being trapped in that porta potty was the greatest thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I want to immediately evaluate his life. He was on the fast track. He was going to be the CEO. He was going to live in the big city, but now he realizes that's not what is important. Right. I'm going to move. <laughs> I'm going to move to uh, to Gettysburg, and I'm going to work as a park ranger at yeah. Gettysburg, possibly a reenactor. I don't know. I, Tell I mean, cautionary tales. Let's let's be honest. If I had a dollar for every time I said, "Man, I'm moving to Gaysburg," man, I'd be a rich guy. I mean, once a day, I'm you like, would? "I'm moving to Gaysburg." You know, I, I just <laughs> just start yelling that. It, it's great. So, oh, so I, I'm I'm ready to announce our sponsorship by the Gaysburg Chamber of Commerce after this episode. That's right. I'm sure That's right. listening and going, "Man, what gold we got to sponsor this stuff." So. Uh, no, right. Our other sponsor is Easy Tip Porta Potties. Yes, <laughs> very good. There's a, a company around here called Pittsburgh Potty, so maybe Ooh. I can get them to hey. sponsor. There you go. What I bet you their porta potties would be a lot better than Easy Tip. Do, do, they oh, yeah. fun, do they have a fun logo? That'd be like a fun sign you should put up on your on your office. No, it's just that. I think it's just like the you get behind the the trucks a lot, and it's just the porta potty that's got okay. skyline and just Pittsburgh potty. Pittsburgh potty. <laughs> what what a, great, what a great conversation! Conversation, sorry, you put that in your office. You're like, what? <laughs> People are like, what are you doing? I don't actually use it. <laughs> yes, yes, I don't. As your guest goes, oh, you don't? Oh. <laughs> Well, unless I'm stuck in the Gaysburg porter potty, so oh man. Well happens to the best of us, I guess. I, I think we've I think we've beaten the story to death. I'm trying to think of something else we can get out of the story. I don't think I, we can I, get any more minutes out of this. Coded. This is we have already well exceeded the uh the expected yes. life expectancy of this conversation. But see, this is this is great. So 
Paul, Joe, and I, like I said, we got to think reviews. You got to text me, you guys, for something you want to review. But as golden as the reviews, it's talking about these these great stories. And maybe we'll just find another great story next week because I'm sure the Steelers news will kind of slow to a trickle, I'm sure, for the next, what, six months or however long it is until the season starts. So it should be good. Any other thoughts, guys? I mean, it's been a wonderful None. night of Steelers draft talk. I have talk. no other thoughts. Fortified discussions. I know, what I know what I'm dreaming about tonight. Yes. <laughs> Getting stuck in the porta potty. <laughs> and, and Robert Ulee, let's say he's in heaven. I hate to say anybody's not in heaven. I mean, obviously, there's choices you have to make to go to heaven or not, but I don't want to say anybody's not in heaven. I, I, I'm going to have a stream of Robert Ulee screaming from heaven saying, I command the tree to come down and. At the porta potty, so oh, heard a good sermon on heaven this morning. And man, if I knew we were talking about this story, I would have asked about that saying, Can you summon trees <laughs> that fall on your enemies? <laughs> I'm sure I've been asked to leave the church that time. Can we, can we ask trees to come out of you know, to come out and squash our enemies on porta potties? So I don't know. Well, guys, thanks, it's been fun. And my headphones are leaving my ear again. So it tells us we need to go. But thanks, guys, as always. <laughs> it was fun to talk to you guys. As I don't even know what this is called. This is just us. This is just the thing. thing. Yeah, this is the Porta Pie show. I guess we'll change every week. No. <laughs> the game's Or Pittsburgh Pony. Hey. I guess we can't hey. take that name. But <laughs> yes, name is trademarked now. I can't really. Man. Uh, I bet you whoever's listening is running to Google to say, what happens when I Google Pittsburgh potty? I'm, I'm afraid, though. That might be a bad idea. Sometimes you there's search terms that you shouldn't put in. Search terms. So I don't know what's going to happen if I type in Pittsburgh potty. <laughs> might lead me down a bad path, so maybe I shouldn't do that. So, All right. Well, Paul and Joe, it's been great, and we apologize to anybody we offended, but hey, it's, it's been fun. <laughs> We apologize if you yourself have been trapped in a porta potty. Right. I mean, that poor guy's probably listening right now, going, of all the crappy stories they can Obviously, talk about, he's listening to me. us right now. Yeah. Oh, it'd be tough. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for checking out the high one. We'll be back shortly. And as always, thanks again for you guys flexibility of time. Everyone, have yep. a great day. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.